Welcome to the Message Podcast from Church of the Nazarene. We invite you to subscribe for updates and new episodes. You can find us on most major podcast outlets. Visit cotnaz.org for more info. Our worship services stream weekly on Sundays at 9 a.m. on YouTube. You can also find our live stream at cotnaz.org. Our in-person service times are 9 and 10.30 a.m. We have a campus near Harrisonburg at 1871 Boyers Road. We also have a campus in East Rockingham at 414 South East Side Highway in Elkton. In addition, our Spanish-speaking campus meets on Sundays at 11.45 a.m. at that same 1871 Boyers Road location. Check out our website, cotnas.org, for more info. Today, we're beginning a new teaching series. We concluded Family Values last week. If you're missing some of that series, please go to our website and check that out. It was an awesome time journeying through the values and the fundamentals of family relationships. Well, today, in the series and weeks ahead, we're going to look at the values and the key facets of a relationship with the Lord. Our new teaching series is called Building Blocks building blocks. So this series is going to focus on kind of the key features, the key basics of the Christian life. And uh, it's not just intended for new believers or maybe you've only walked with the Lord for a little bit. It is definitely for you. Uh, But if you've walked with the Lord your entire life, there is never a point that we get beyond the basics, the essentials of the faith of living out this relationship. And so that's building blocks. That's our journey over the next several weeks. Uh, If you were to think about strong relationships today, if I were to ask you uh, what makes a strong relationship, what are some of the words, what are some of the things that come to your mind? Maybe words like trust or love, maybe respect or spending time together. I would dare say that for many of you, I would imagine communication. Communication is something we value in relationship, we say communication is key. If you show me a relationship marked by excellent communication, uh, and chances are you're going to be showing me a strong relationship, a healthy relationship. And the opposite of that is also true, that if a relationship has no communication, if that breaks down, there's real challenges at hand. You see, no relationship can exist without communication, without connection with one another. And friends, that same thing, that same truth applies to our relationship with the Lord. So our series begins today focusing on prayer, the building block of prayer, our communication with the Lord. You see, prayer is is the fundamental and anchoring unit of our relationship with the Lord. It strengthens and defines that relationship. Prayer communication with God. And this is one of the first things that we begin to teach our children as they grow and begin to uh, form an awareness of who God is and how much he loves us. What a friend we have in Jesus. As our kids step into that, we begin to teach them prayer. I remember a prayer from uh, probably 30 years ago now that my parents taught me when I was just a kid. It was, it was for when you were going to bed. And maybe some of you prayed this along with me, but it, it went like this. Uh, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Anybody else pray that as a kid? Yeah. 
I haven't taught that one to Eliza yet because I'm not ready to explain what it means if I die before I wake. I'm just not there yet. Uh, but we are trying to teach and equip and work with Eliza in prayer, and it's something we try to engage daily as a rhythm of life. Uh, she loves to pray, and Kids Harbor has helped us with this. They taught her this prayer called Walk Up to the Table. Walk up to the table. So uh, for Eliza, this will sometimes look like praying for dinner. Uh, she will pray for her friends at school. She'll pray for the cats and the dogs at the house. Uh, she'll pray for everything, and she prays for a lot of you. Uh, I pray that it brings you an encouragement today to know that Eliza is lifting you up. But uh, she'll pray for those things, and as she moves to conclude, she'll, she'll say uh, the walk up to the table prayer, and it goes like this. She'll do the most. she say, we walk up to the table we see the good food there. We thank our heavenly Father before we take our share. Amen. It covers the basics, right? Of focusing on the Lord and giving thanks before Him. And I just, I love to hear kids pray. Because they, they aren't worried about the, the right formulas or whatever other people are going to think. Uh, they, they don't know or worry if they said the, just the exact right things. They don't care if it's not the right time to pray for somebody's bug bites. They just do it. Like there's an innocence there. It comes so natural. But somehow, adults, don't we lose that? Don't we lose that? That innocence of coming before the Lord and just bringing what's on our heart into relationship with Him. It's, it's almost like we, we lose that innocence. We begin to start trying to figure it out, or we start trying to think that it, it's so much more rigid than when we were kids. Maybe hurry gets in the way, and we don't take the time. Maybe we've struggled with so many things. We've lived through so many hard things, or maybe we've seen prayers that we don't see the answer to, and so we think it's not worth our time or that God doesn't really hear us. Maybe we uh, struggle and wrestle uh, with doubt, and so we don't pray. But prayer is too important to give up on, friends. Prayer is too important to give up on. When we turn away from prayer, something tragic happens. We cut ourselves off from connection with the Lord, from that life-giving relationship with Him. Prayer is fundamental, it's foundational in our relationship with the Lord. It's, it's a key building block in anyone's faith. So you might ask, where do we begin? Where do we begin? What, what's the essentials? What's the basics? How do we engage this foundational practice with the Lord? And as, as often as prayer is mentioned in the Scriptures, uh, over 500 times in the KJV, King James Version, you don't have to study Genesis to Revelation to get a full picture, a full theology of prayer. You can simply watch and listen to how Jesus taught and engaged prayer, how he engaged communication with the Father. And so today, we're going to follow some of Jesus' teaching, really his primary teaching in the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, today is not as much about a one, two, three type practices for better prayer life. Those, that's important, and we, we can engage that. But today, my goal is, our goal is to see what Jesus thought about prayer. Because what we think about prayer is going to guide how we engage it, Right? And so our goal today is to, to begin to unpack, to pull the curtain back a little bit and see what the essence of prayer was for Jesus. And as you would turn to Matthew chapter 6, 
As we look at Jesus as one of his key teachings in the Sermon on the Mount, he, he begins in a rather interesting place. As he begins teaching about how to think about prayer and engage it, he actually begins with how not to pray, which is an interesting start. So Matthew chapter 6, tell you what, let's pray before we dive in since this is God's word. Father in heaven, um, we want to uh, grow and deepen our connection with you. And Lord, uh, we believe that happens through prayer. Father, we look at your life through the Gospels, and we see you engaging prayer, you engaging and growing and flourishing in relationship with the Father. And Lord, we want to know what you were thinking, how you were engaging. And so, Lord, teach us today to pray. Your disciples asked you that, and we're asking you today. Teach us to think about prayer, to engage it in relationship. We love you, Father, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. So Jesus begins, interestingly, with how not to pray in verse 5 of chapter 6. He says, and when you pray, when, not if, let's start there, when you pray, uh, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full, but when you pray, Go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. As we begin to think about prayer, like there's an easy trap to fall into that would say something maybe like, anything goes as long as I'm praying. Well, but Jesus really begins his teaching with how not to pray, with how not to pray. And he's, he's warning against motives in prayer, motives in prayer. There is a wrong way to pray. Jesus' first warning uh, is a warning against praying in such a way as to gain the attention of others. So prayer engaged not to engage the Father, but to impress other people. Uh, in Jesus' day, there would be some uh, maybe religious leaders that, that would time their order of events that day so that when afternoon prayer came, they were smack in the middle of Walmart, right? Or in the middle of the street. And they would stop and start praying these long, elaborate prayers and trying to impress people with their theology and their uh, poetic words. And Jesus is saying, don't, d- don't. Let's not do that. Because if you're praying and your only motive is the attention of others, that's all you're going to get. You're not going to get the Father's attention praying for the attention of others. And Jesus moves on. He also warns against babbling like pagans. Uh, If you were to transliterate that a little bit, it might say, don't get into a bunch of blah, blah, blah rambling and you're praying. Don't get into a bunch of blah, blah, blah rambling and you're praying. And we see that, that again, uh, prayer is relational. It's spoken within relationship to God, and He delights in our asking. We don't need to pile up words to get His attention or try to impress Him. He delights in our praying, in our asking, in our seeking. And so Jesus is, is setting the stage, teaching us to think about our relationship, our praying, communicating with the Father, and now he turns with how to pray, how to pray. And that begins in verse 9. 
He says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I hope today that these are familiar words to you, but uh, if not, these words are often referred to as the Lord's Prayer. But in reality, this is Jesus' teaching a model prayer for us. This is the disciples' prayer. This is the disciples' prayer, and it's revealing a lot about how Jesus thinks about prayer, which is what we're after today. Uh, You begin to see Jesus' thinking even in the opening words. He says, our Father, and there's an expression of intimacy, an expression of relationship and connection, our Father, not my Father, not your Father, but our Father. Prayer is a relational endeavor. It's relational communication. He says, hallowed be your name. Some translations will say there, uh, uh, may your name be honored as holy. What's Jesus thinking about prayer? He's thinking that worship, adoration, uplifting of the name of God, of, of God the Father is part of prayer. Worship. Jesus, the name above all names in prayer, we're acknowledging, we're looking up, we're uplifting his name in worship. Worship is a foundational part of prayer. Jesus continues, he says, may your kingdom come and your will be done. We see here that for Jesus and his thinking, his teaching, that that prayer is not all about getting God to do what we want. Shucks, right? (laughs) Prayer is not all about getting God to do what we want. Prayer is aligning our desires, our will with his We're to enter into prayer to be changed. We're to enter into prayer to surrender, to reaffirm his place on the throne of our hearts and our lives. May your kingdom come and your will be done. As somebody that's strong-willed, I can really wrestle with that sometimes. Thank you for not saying amen about being hard-headed. But you see, we're halfway through this thing, right? We're halfway through this thing, and what Jesus is thinking, what he's teaching, is that it's all about him. Prayer is all about him. And so an honest question for us today is, does our prayer life, do our prayers, do we model this? Does half of our communication with the Lord reflect worship and adoration and surrender? And I have to wrestle with that honestly because so many times we show up to prayer with a checklist, type A people, right? Got a list. I got a list. What's happening at the church? Who needs healing? Provisions for this, grace for that. What do we want to do here, Lord? We, we, I can so easily enter into prayer with a list and completely miss Jesus' heart and his thought in that prayer is a place of worship and adoration. Jesus' teaching teaches us and shows us his thinking on prayer reveals that we need to spend time focusing on him, surrendering, laying ourselves down before him, getting our heart in the right place before him. 
Now, to be sure, Jesus cares about our needs. He cares what's on our list, what we want to bring before him. And and that's where he goes next. But there's an invitation and a thinking here. Don't miss worship and adoration and surrender in your prayers. Don't miss it. As Jesus begins to unpack the remaining portion of the prayer, he says, uh, give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. Within prayer, as we have have worshiped, as it's relational, if we focused on God, we are invited to bring our needs down to the very carbs and the calories we need every day. Give us this day our daily bread. We're invited to bring in our most basic needs. He knows what we need but delights in our asking because it's relational. It's relational. Prayer reveals a dependence on the Lord to provide what we need. He continues in verse 12, he says, and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. You see, in prayer, it begins to get vulnerable, right? Jesus teaches that as prayer is in relational connection with the Father, uh, that that there is a place there where we are confessing, we are are being honest with the Lord about what's happening in our hearts, about, yes, sin in our lives. Jesus is inviting us, bring that into prayer. Bring that before the Lord. Seek his forgiveness. Remember, it's relational. It's relational. And there's also a point in prayer where we're called to wrestle out with giving forgiveness to those who have hurt us. To deal with those grudges, if you will. That's all in a place of prayer. And and he continues to say, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Prayer is a place where we seek the guidance and the deliverance and the power of the Lord for our everyday lives. We're acknowledging, we're confessing our dependency, our reliance on Him. And so in in this very short and yet profound prayer, we we see, uh, we begin to put together what mattered most for Jesus in prayer. We see things like uh, the fatherhood of God and that intimate and personal connection with him. We see that worship is a key part of how to think about prayer and engage that daily. We see a prayer and anticipation of his coming, of his coming. We see a, a desire, a seeking of his will over our own. We see a prayer, a a, a petition for protection for his power. We see uh, bringing in, it's important to remember in prayer, uh, dealing with sin in our lives, not carrying it on, but bringing it out to the light and repenting. We see emphasis on our relationship with others as we forgive them. We see an emphasis, a seeking, a, a calling for victory in the power of God. And I, I, I'm with you in that as you begin to unpack this list, it can almost seem like, well, man, we, we've got to get all this checklist down before God will hear our prayers. And like, that starts to create anxiety about praying, right? Like, I didn't need more help with my anxiety in praying. I feel you. 
But look, this is not to be, again, this is not a one, two, three, easy does it prayer sermon. This is beginning to change and invite the Lord to change our thinking about prayer, about how we engage it, uh, the time alone, the time we spend with him, the time we spend driving down the road or whispering prayers through Walmart, whatever that is, it's, it's an invitation to begin to think like Jesus about prayer. And so as we, we begin to shape our thinking in a Christ-like manner following prayer, the words and the thoughts are going to follow. So this is about seeing how the Lord engaged. And to remember, first and foremost, that prayer is relational. It's relational. So what can it look like? What can it look like? I, I have a clip I want to share with you today, and it too maybe begins with some ways we shouldn't pray, but it ends in a very beautiful and vulnerable place, a place of prayer. Let's watch. There are times that me and God do not talk, and that is not God's fault, that is mine. I just get so busy. And so when I do end up talking to God, I really just try to impress him, give him a show, just to show him how much I love him. So excuse me, will you, as I pray to God. Oh, heavenly Father, oh, heavenly Father, beseech me not unto thee, how now? Brown cow, oh, thy soul is so dry, and if I can just catch a morsel of who you are, so verily, merrily, down the stream. God, I, I just want to be used by you. God, I want, I want to be salt and light and light and salt and sight and loved and... Peppers and oregano and pepperoni and black olives and those little bits. When I like to get my prayer on, uh, there's some things I keep in mind. Um, I think it's totally awesome that uh, God is like Santa Claus, and he wants to give you the things that you want. Therefore, you need to keep lists of things. My list currently has 745 prayer requests on them. So then when I go to the Lord in prayer, it looks a little something like this. I'll just pray real quick. Um, let's see, the uno thing on my list is my mom. And so I'll pray for her now. Dear Heavenly Father, I lift up this sweet salt of the earth lady that you have blessed me with to be my mother. And I tell you, thank you. And although I know that I'm called to respect her and I give her all due respect, there's also an issue of something she truly needs. And that is to stop a yapping. Lord, she yaps. And she doesn't know how to stop yapping. So could you please make her mute just for a day? Nothing permanent. Don't hurt her. I love her. Just mute her. Take your big God remote and push mute on her channel. That would be great. Henceforth, I would go on and pray all 746 things. God, you are greater than anything this world has to offer. And I can't wait for you to come back and get us. But until that time comes, would you help me just to, just to live my life day after day as if I'm just walking hand in hand with you? God, I, I have a lot of needs. And I have a lot of wants. And sometimes I get those things confused. Help me to just trust you to meet my needs. And be thankful when you 
give me those other things that I just want. God, I have blown it so many times today, and I'm sorry. Thank you for your forgiveness. I don't take it for granted. And God, as I start this day out, I, I'm just reminded that this world is filled with so many spiritual potholes. Please help me to walk in such a way where I won't stumble so much. And as I'm going through this day, God, help me to live my life in such a way that would bring you glory and honor. May the life that I live be a life of worship to you. Amen. Praying like Jesus taught us to pray might not be as elaborate as you think. Because remember, prayer is relational. It's being honest and bringing our hearts before him and seeking him in relationship. Prayer is relational. Throughout our teaching series the next couple of weeks, uh, we're going to look at several foundational elements uh, in our relationship with the Lord. We, we've called them building blocks or the series building blocks because it doesn't matter if you've uh, uh, just come to know the Lord or if you've been following him for 60 years. Uh, the importance of these foundational practices never fades. Uh, there's never a part in any relationship when you can just throw in the towel, when you can just give up. And the same is true with our relationship with the Lord. There's never a point that we can just recline back and wait it out. As I was preparing uh, for this week and thinking about this series, I, I thought about a, a sign at a boat ramp. Now, some of you are not surprised about another fishing story, but I, I thought about this sign because this is not the Christian life. Now, some of you are like, obviously, that's a boating sign. I, walk with me here. So this sign is at the Island Ford boat ramp, which is just a couple miles south of us here, uh, and it'll tell you the next float down is to Elkton. Welcome to Elkton. We're here. Uh, it'll take you about three to five hours. Uh, if you want to go the next hop, uh, it'll take you to Shenandoah at the dam, uh, and that'll take you about three to five hours. Uh, well, you, you can, uh, this sign is at many other boat ramps around. The Department of Game and Inland Fisheries puts them out. It also happens to tell you what to do or who to call if you're having a bad day. Um, but it, it's, it's giving you this information, and if you take this input, uh, if you have an inner tube, uh, I would add lots of sunscreen, a couple of friends, some, some coolers of water. Like, you can have a pretty good time on the river. Like, there's not a lot required. No fancy boat, uh, no kayak, canoe. Not, that's not necessary, not even a paddle. You can take this information, this input, uh, and plop on there on the inner tube, and the river will do the work for you. It'll take you all the way to Elkton, and if you stayed on it long enough, it would take you over the dam in Shenandoah. I don't recommend it. With the right water flow, you won't have to swim. You won't need a boat to pull you. You won't have to walk. You can just drift. Three to five hours, you'll get to Elkton. And friends, this was on my mind because that is not how the Christian life works. We cannot ever drift into Christ-likeness. And I'm afraid that sometimes we, 
we think about, we, we get an inner tube and we plop uh, into relationship with Jesus and we just recline back like the flow of the river is just going to take us somewhere. And that's not it. That's not it. We're hoping that we can just go with the flow and end up uh, to be a strong Christian. Like some of the people we look to and admire, we, we think that it's just a matter of going with the flow long enough. But you see, the Christian life is a life of discipline. It's a life of engaging in relationship. In relationship with the Lord, we got to put a paddle in the water. We have to give attention and focus and concentration and time and priority to this relationship. We want to see it grow. We cannot drift into Christ likeness. You see, our world is full of other currents. Currents of fear about current events or politics or a shortage of this or a rising cost of that. There's currents of, of individuality that say, live your truth. Be who you want to be. There's currents that are pulling us away from Jesus, that are pulling us into the kingdom of darkness. And the, the foundational truth, the practices, the building blocks that we engage as Christians anchor us firmly in Christ's likeness in pursuit of that relationship. That's building blocks. That's the importance of those essentials. And, and to be clear, uh, we're not saying that, that building blocks is, is what we do to earn our salvation. No, no, no. That's by grace through faith. Building blocks, these practices are how we live out the life that he has put within us. It's how we grow and strengthen and flourish in relationship with God the Father. Building blocks, key practices of the faith. So this, this series is not about shaming you into action. It's not about a test of, well, ooh, you prayed for three minutes. Oh, you prayed for three hours. It's, it's not that. It's an invitation to engage in relationship, to be transformed by God in your relationship with Him. It's a journey of grace, and it's worth it worth it. And friends, that journey begins in prayer. So today, as we've kind of kick-started the series with prayer, that's, that's, that's the communication, the intimacy of that relationship. And uh, to come through any message on prayer and not to pray just seems like we would have missed the mark totally. Uh, and so in response today, we're going to pray. Um, maybe you haven't prayed this week. Maybe you were praying as you came in through the door. However, I'm, we're just going to make some space here today to pray. And we're going to pray through the model prayer that Jesus gave us, what we call the Lord's Prayer. So uh, as he told us to, to go into the closet and, and find that space, uh, I would encourage you right now in this moment, as we enter into this moment of prayer, take the posture that, that fits your prayer. If that's kneeling, please feel the freedom to do that. If you need to, to walk around, to, to move, to lean against the wall, please do that. But don't miss an opportunity to pray. I've got an eye on the clock, and I'm sure your pot roast will be okay if it goes a couple extra minutes. But we want to take time to engage relationship. 
not in a formality or because some preacher said to, but because the Lord, the King of Kings, the host of the army, angel armies is waiting for you to come into his presence in relationship. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Uh, Jesus began his prayer just with a simple prayer that said, Our Father who art in heaven, may your name be honored as holy. And so I would invite you right now, let's, let's begin to pray. So if that's head bows, if that's on your knee, if that's standing in prayer, assume that heart posture of prayer today. Our Father who are in heaven, may your name be honored as holy. I would invite you to pray worshiping God for his goodness and his grace, who he is. Remember today that he is our good, good Father. Spend time lifting his name, holding the name of Jesus above all names. Let's pray together. invite you now to to pray that the the way things are done in heaven, just, just sit in this truth for a minute. The way things are done in heaven, God's perfect will, that that would be done right here on earth. Wow. What a prayer. What a prayer. And think about that. Your will be done my will, Lord, but yours. I would invite you today as we spend a few moments in prayer, surrender your desires, your plans, your wishes, your dreams. Lay those before the feet of Jesus and say, not my will, but thine be done. Let's pray. you to just consider your dependence upon the Lord today. Dependence, counting on Him to provide what you need, the the carbs and the calories, the, the grace you need to go forth today. What you need is found in Him. 
He knows those needs, yet He delights in our asking. Give us this day our daily bread. I invite you today to bring your needs before Him. taught us that prayer is a place to be vulnerable, to be honest with the Lord. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Will you confess your sins to the Lord today? Will you seek His forgiveness? Will you take this opportunity to allow God to to do that deep heart work as you turn from sin and repentance and turn to Him? Will you invite Him in to do that work in your heart? Seek His forgiveness. think about those grudges in your life that you're holding that where you haven't been able to extend forgiveness will you wrestle that out with the Lord today will you just be honest before him and maybe say that that's a struggle for you today will you invite him and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us let's pray today for the Lord's leading in your life? Will you confess your dependence on His power, on His leading, on, yes, His grace in your life? Will you trust Him completely, knowing that He is able to deliver you from evil? Will you live life in His power today? Let's pray. your disciples that asked you teach us to pray Lord teach us to pray teach us to pray Lord we want your heart and your mind about prayer Lord we desire to be in relationship with you to grow in your likeness to be transformed and 
prayer is so foundational. So, Father, I pray that as we uh, go on from today, as we consider prayer, as we look at your life and prayer, that you would speak to us, Lord. May we put ourselves in a place to hear you, Lord, to sense your leading, that our relationship with you might grow. We love you, Lord, and it's in your name we pray. And I would invite you to stand as we continue in worship. Thank you so much for listening today. You can email us at info at cotnaz.org for any questions about our church. When you're done listening today, please subscribe to this channel for updates and new episodes.